Hello, Nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, a weekly video game and movie game club where we make a new universe our home every week. Uh, today, we are gathered here to go over what we've been playing in October of 2022. Uh, we are also here today with Mr. Eric. Hello. <laughs> My voice yeah. cracked a little. I'm going through puberty. Yeah, we're here with Brandon. Hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? How you been? How was your Halloween? It's good. Good late night. Multiple times. Yeah. Because Halloween, yeah. you can't just have it once now. It's. I was going to say. Like twice a weekend. There's every, everywhere has like trick-or-treating now. Like the zoo, like baseball field we went to. It, parking lots, we went to like schools, the park. Yeah. Fire halls. Fire halls everybody. have them. Like giving away candy there. Like it's, how much candy do you, do we need? Too much. It's, it's a lot. It's too much. It's a lot. And then. Social media is just filled with little asshole kids stealing all the candy out of bowls on, from people's ring doorbells and then running away. So, uh, just a note to self: get yourself a paintball gun and shoot those little fuckers. So, other than that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you guys been up to? What have you guys been playing? What have you guys been watching in October? How about we go with Brandon first? Ooh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so actually, yesterday or two days ago, I I watched a movie randomly called Barbarian, and Barbarian. it's a horror movie. Okay. Um, and it had a lot of buzz. I just noticed on Twitter. Is it a new movie? When did this come out? Yeah, it just came out. I think in September, hmm. maybe. Okay. Where'd never you, heard of uh, it. Where'd you watch it? I think I just watched it on HBO. It just came to HBO, and. It was it was fine, you know. I don't know. Horror movies are hard to pull off, I think. And this had solid acting, had mystery. It it takes place really in one spot, uh, a house, and it's just about like an Airbnb mix up kind of thing, hmm. um, where both people are staying at the same place, but uh, something is going on in the house, and it's up to you to kind of figure. Out. Anyways, it gets pretty creepy. Um, Sounds cool. it's just kind of messy. It has like, it has some moments that are, I don't know, kind of fun. And then just, I don't, but then out of nowhere, it'll just change the style, change the mood. And you just feel, it feels kind of messy with the storytelling. So that was annoying. So I, I think I even put like an 84, uh, rating on it when, uh, I tweeted about it. I mean, so that's far very damn good. It's good. I, mean, I mean, it's good. It's going to say it's, you're downplaying it. Eighty four is a great score. It's got ninety two on Rotten Tomatoes too. So like you're not the only yeah, one I had good that, rate. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that was came out. I watched. Came out September. Directed by Zach Greger. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything he's done either, but well, that's interesting. So it's on HBO. Yeah. It's not too scary. It's tough to, yeah. After Halloween, I find it tough to get into the horror stuff after. Right. Like, like you, it's got so much buildup all of October that and by the time November hits, you just want to watch some rom-coms or something. I don't know. Something. Well, according up. to uh, retail up. stores, it's it's Christmas time now. Oh, God. No. The day after <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Tell my wife that about uh, Hallmark movies. They've been... Oh, Christmas God. is already in full swing. So... Oh nice. yeah! All right, that sounds cool. Um, Perhaps we do a Hallmark movie on the show. Oh, oh god! Oh no, god! Please no! We'll take the they, highest rated Hallmark movie. They all have the same formula. It's got to be like a sixty-two or something. 
you know? Yeah. They all they all use the same. They rinse, rinse wash, repeat <clears throat> the same themes and the same template. He's an archi- small town architect. She's from the she big city. She works in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to write an article about small town in America. And then they have like some weird confrontation in the beginning where she doesn't like him. But then all of a sudden later she finds out he's really sensitive and he owns a bakery in the town and gives food to homeless people. And then... You know, yes, you and just they always have to work uh, Christmas into the title. Yeah, it's like course. Christmas in the city or Christmas love or, you know, Christmas kiss. Yep. <laughs> Jingle bells in the small town. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> All right. Enough of that silliness. Uh, Eric, <laughs> what do you what did you get into this month? Uh, not too much. Um, I will bring up the main thing that I focused on. I didn't really play many games besides like. Our Overwatch 2 sessions, I really haven't been playing many games at all lately. But I have been playing motherfucking Marvel Snap. Yeah, I forgot about this. I'm all in I here, am, too. I'm addicted to it. It's, I mean, addicted's not a, you know, not the best word. But I play it every day. Like, it's like a daily ritual thing now. So I'll, you know, get up in the morning... We get our coffee sitting on the couch, you know, kids watching something on TV. We're on our phones and I'm playing Marvel Snap. Give the uneducated like a Twitter, a Twitter pitch on what Marvel Snap is. Well, it is a TCG or well, I guess a CCG collectible card game. Um, And it's like a card battler. So basically you're collecting these cards and the high level thing, the gameplay, what I really love about it is that the gameplay mechanics themselves are super simple. And mm-hmm. the depth comes in with the actual abilities of the cards themselves, how you build your deck and utilizing the locations. So there's three locations uh, for each round and each of them have a different effect or ability. So like you put a card here and it adds a copy to another location or like cards here get plus one power or whatever. So the goal is to have the most or at least win two out of the three locations. Mm -hmm. So and you win by getting the most power on a location. And there's a power associated with each card and a cost associated with each card. So like there's six rounds in each match and you get one or increasing energy for each round. So round one, you get one energy round two, you get two energy. And then each card again has an energy amount associated with it. So like nightcrawler costs one energy so I can play him on the first turn, but like Odin costs six energy. So I can't play him until, you know, the last turn. And he, he's a more powerful card. He has a more powerful ability. Um, but that's, that's the basic premise of the game. And then things kind of get crazy when you start working in the location, uh, effects, like you can have plus five energy this turn, so you can play like all of your high power cards in like an early turn, or like like I said, you can you know add a copy of this card to another location, and mixing and matching those abilities, and then building your deck in a way that so I don't want to get too complicated or too much into it, but explaining the mechanics, each card will have either well they could have no ability. Or they can have an on-reveal ability, which happens when you play the card. Mm -hmm. Or an ongoing ability, say, like, plus two power to each card at this location. And that's, you know, ongoing for the whole match. So you kind of try to build your deck around abilities that will complement each other. So, like, the one of the... An example would be, like, a deck I'm running. I have Spider-Woman, 
and she inflicts <laughs> She's negative one power on all the cards at a certain location. And then I also have Odin, so I could play Odin and stack him on top of her, which Odin uh, triggers the on-reveal re- on ability of every card at that same location. So it'll trigger Spider-Woman. So you can double dip again. Spider-Woman. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that's important there's, too is there's only you can only play four cards per location. So you got the three lanes. Each yep. one has a each one is its own little thing, but you can only play four cards per each location, which means you can't go like super stacking on you know one. If you fill up all four slots, like you're done there. Hopefully, you played enough high level cards to not get it stolen away from you. Yeah, and it's that well because you can only have seven cards in your hand max as well. Um, so it's that balance of playing enough cards with enough power at each location and then trying to predict what your opponent is also going to do um, because some abilities will be like uh, like all the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. All of their ability is like if, you, if your opponent plays a card at the same location, then it gives your card added power. So you have to kind of predict where your opponent is going to play their cards. So there's a lot of strategy involved yeah. in where to put your cards and when to play them. You got to um, know when to dump out on a location. If you're like, if you're not going to win it, exactly. just don't even bother putting your cards there. Put them all somewhere else. The cool yep. thing I think on this one is that the cards they don't get more powerful as you play. Um, the thing that you're unlocking is like you'd go from like a regular card to like a frame break which like their artwork comes out of the frame of the card a little bit and then you go into 3d cards and then you go to animated it's all cosmetic stuff yeah yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't affect so like you know you could be playing with a starter deck versus somebody with a more like cards that they've unlocked and you're still competitive no matter kind of who you're playing against or you know right what you're you're not you're not buying you're not paying to unlock cards or anything yeah um it's all like variants like there's, you know, different versions of cards. Again, it's all cosmetic. It's like skins in Overwatch or something. You can have different skins of cards and it makes them, you know, look different, look cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the basic idea. And the one other mechanic of the game is the the actual snap, the namesake oh. Marvel snap. <laughs> yeah, you bluff, you, you said. Press the, you press the button said. and then the, the announcer guy goes, Oh snap! Yeah, it's pretty funny. But essentially, you can so so you get a certain amount of experience when you win a match. Um, But if you snap, you can essentially like double the experience that you get from the snap. Uh, And if you if both you and your opponent snaps, you can get like if you if neither of you snapped, you would get I think it's just one experience. If one of you snaps, by the end you could get four, and then if both of you snap, you can get eight. So like. There's an exponential kind of growth there on the amount of experience you get. And you have to, you can strategize when you can snap as well. And like you said, Brandon, it's kind of like a bluffing thing. Like if you think you're going to win, there's also a retreat mechanic. So, you know, you can snap and then try to scare your opponent into retreating. Uh, or if you, th- if you know you're not going to win, you can retreat yourself and only lose one experience instead of like the four or the eight. So there's, strategy involved there smart Um, thing to do yeah yeah no that's really cool it's it's well balanced i found that like the more cards that you're unlocking um as you're getting further in like the season you're unlocking they're giving you free cards but they're starting to get a little more complex where like you know some cards can move between lanes like nightcrawler can Mm -hmm. bamf bamf between some and then 
you know, some cards can be destroyed, and when you destroy other cards, that card's getting more powerful. So it's like it's stacking on, um, I guess, complexity as it's going. Kind of like Magic the Gathering started with. It's just like sounds like it first strike and all those kind of first move like moves in um in magic the gathering it's kind of it's not the same but it's 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 a card game you know but i don't play card games and everything he's talking about sounds like card game stuff though but this is is on the phone though but the the whole thing yeah it's on it's it's on your phone and like the base mechanics are super simple um which i think is what was really appealing about it and then as you play more you can get more complex and build your decks but another thing that i really like about it i mean it's disney it's marvel the presentation is like top notch like the cards the, card the animations i've heard good things oh, about the art so, yeah looks I heard it's so really nice good. the artwork like is the really sounds... nice it's like remember those cards back in the 90s they had those marvel collectible cards they were like baseball cards or whatever and they put those out for a while that's what kind of reminds me of back in the day is those because everybody those wasn't it wasn't a card game that was just more like collecting like baseball cards or whatever but they were marvel characters but it's got and a lot each of card cool has artwork. has an animation specific to the character when you play it and a sound also when you play it like it's it's the presentation yeah. is really really good. brandon nice. you would love the logos as a designer every oh, every yeah. character's logo is specifically designed for them yeah there's a lot of okay. there's a lot of good font work there's a lot of good oh, okay there's yeah. a lot of good stuff the artwork you're talking really, about really good yeah <laughs> i know i kind of want to look at it just because of the artwork because i heard it's uh it's it's really nice just the, yeah mm-hmm. just that animations it's really it's it's slick it's very polished on the front end yeah, yeah so. and like it's so snappy the like <laughs> it feels really good to play yeah i didn't even mean for that pun but it feels really good to play just like slamming those cards down and everything is just very responsive and very well well made card game yeah but i, I think that one will have its hooks in me for a while and they That's got a lot of stuff getting added to it. We were talking about, you know, the card need, you need to battle your friends. You need to get clans going so you can talk to people and share decks and do all that stuff. And it's all on the all on the roadmap that you posted yeah. in our Discord. Um, but yep, yeah, I see. I see that one sticking around for a little bit. It's kind of sucking the life out of my other phone games. So it's dangerous to because uh, I've fallen in the trap a couple times where I'm just sitting there at night. And I'm like, I could get a couple rounds in before i go to bed it just won't and then b- before i know it it's like yeah yeah before i know it it's like one o'clock in the morning i'm like shit i probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> i probably shouldn't have stayed up matches are pretty quick too it's like a it's like a five they are quick game. but that's oh, that's the dangerous thing because it's like oh i can sneak in you know one more two more matches it's only mm-hmm. you know two three minutes long and i'm like before you know it it's 1 a.m yep. but that's a fun one for sure nice well, I'll be playing that one with you as well. Um, I had a good one that we... I don't know if we all played it. I know Brandon played a little bit of it. Um, Phantom Abyss came yeah. into... That's great. Uh, is it pre? Is it alpha? Is it early access? It's Early something. access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out on Xbox. It's on Steam. Um, it's on a whole bunch of other stuff. Game Pass, um, of course. Yep. It is a Devolver digital published game. Um they call it they refer to it as a massive asynchronous multiplayer game where you're going through procedurally generated temples and you have to find the relic at the end of it essentially so you're it's kind of like a temple runner where you're kind of dodging like spike pits and traps and you know things falling from the sky and you can jump pits you can whip stuff yep. and that lets you grab onto places to get higher 
Yeah, the whip can kind of pull you up where you can smash pots with it and do some other random stuff as you go through it. But you got to get through like three, three or four levels basically of the temple where you're going from start to finish collecting coins on your way so you can buy like upgrades for yourself so maybe you get like an extra hit point or yeah maybe maybe you can double jump or stuff like that but essentially it's it's a one you're only playing each level once once you die on a level like that's it like you don't play that level ever again it's like hades the game hades well is it wait you might have said this is it procedurally generated yes but everybody's playing the same procedurally generated level Everybody's playing oh, the same level, and you see you see the ghosts of everybody that has died on that temple. So, you know, five hundred people have played it. You're number five hundred one. You're seeing five hundred ghosts go running in front of you, and you're watching. You you can watch them jump around the levels. You can watch them fall into pits and, and die. So you can kind of get a little gauge of, you know, where to go, what to be careful of, that kind of stuff, which. There was a racing game that did this, um, something turbo, but it was <laughs> that you would just, you would just go on these crazy tracks and you would just see, see how like people doing, like playing with you. And there was just a bunch of ghosts, Yeah, but it's cool in the first person view. Like it, it makes sense. I like it. Um, cause you can kind of see where people are going and then you'll see somebody veer off and you're like, I'm going to follow this guy up that way and see what, you know, because mm-hmm. there's multiple paths. But take. it's also like a double-edged sword because you know that everybody that you're following is dead because you, know, <laughs> you can follow you can follow the guy, but he's going to die somewhere. That's a good point. That's Eventually true. they so, will die. Right. You don't want to follow too closely to people. You want to make sure that you're not just like blindly following somebody like across a chasm or something like that, or they're going to find some weird treasure chest somewhere. You got to be a little careful but they also have each one has like a i don't know it's like a god or like a guardian or whatever that kind of pushes you along to make sure you're moving through the game so it'd be like some some aztec totem or something that pops up behind you and it spits out like poison gas or something like that and you gotta you know street defeat get your ass moving through this temple you ever play a bubble bobble yeah where if you if you were taking too long on the level that ghost like thing would start coming out Uh, oh yeah Hmm. yeah there's some there's some cool ones one shoots out laser beams one shoots out poison blobs and you know as you get deeper in the temple they start to they're like cooldown starts to reduce so you got to kind of push you a little faster through the temple so it's pretty sweet you get to see all like you know you get to the second level of the temple and it'll show you the first level and everybody's name who kind of died well i don't think Mm -hmm. it shows everybody but it shows people's names who have all died on the levels above you and then you're getting down and it's you know 400 people left to go through this level and then 200 left on the bottom level and then right essentially you get to the end and i was gonna say is there a set amount of levels that you're supposed to complete that i haven't gotten too far and i have beaten a temple and i unlocked like another whip essentially and then that whip was like you know um you get an extra heart but um stuff at the at the sale place costs more so it's kind of like Hmm. a give and take a little bit um but I mean, it's got some some light puzzle solving in there too, which is kind of cool. Where you got to get like a key and put it on a door, or they have like rooms hmm. that are dark and you got to grab a torch and run through them. Or there's all sorts of weird, crazy shit that's going on. I feel like kind of so, feel like Indiana so, Jones. That's cool. Temple diving. So is it is it like a a roguelike where you're starting every time you die, you start from the from the top? 
Yeah, every time you die, you start. You're starting an entirely different. You're not playing the same temple again. So every time you die, you're playing a new temple, and seeing all the people that have died on that one. And essentially, when somebody beats a temple, it's taken out of the rotation. So only one person is beating this temple, and then it's done. So it's a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's a like Bran said, it's a first person game. It's it's cool to kind of run through these temples. It's kind of got kind of like a cartoony almost like a cell not cell shaded, but I don't know. It's got a soft texture on it. It's not like hyper realistic or anything. Yeah, the graphics aren't like the best, but it's a really cool, really cool idea um, of a game. And it's definitely worth kind of checking out if you have it on uh game pass or not um in steam it's 25 bucks um but it is still in early access so i'm sure they'll be adding to and tweaking all sorts of stuff there so that's a cool one phantom abyss is the name of that one how about we jump over to brando what else you got over there i uh you know i'm actually happy uh about this game that i bought i don't buy a game randomly but I bought a game called Spell Force Force Three. Spell Force Three. It apparently came out in 2017, but they um, they brought this to Xbox. I think maybe a little bit later, uh, and PlayStation. What's cool about it is, if anybody that knows me and my my history of gaming, there is a game that I I love m- more than many, and it was Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth Two. And it was a real-time strategy game that they put on consoles and computer, and I loved. I played them both, and I they were, they were kind of their own thing a little bit. There were differences between them, but I love that game so much. And you can say that role-playing games or uh, RTS games don't work on consoles. You can say that, but it's not true. And you can say that Halo Wars is pretty good, and you can say that, but if you didn't play the Lord of the Rings games, especially Battle for Middle Earth two. On the 360 and the PlayStation 3, you missed out, I think, on an incredible game. Um, I think it was one of the best, if not the best. But to me, it's one of my favorite games. So why am I saying all this? Because it's been, you know, it was a, a, um, a Warner Brothers IP. It was, a, it was tied to a franchise, and they shut down the servers. It's a dead game. And you got to do all this rigmarole to kind of play through it in this weird way in the PC. Dave actually tried doing it, and I guess it works. Oh, yeah. But it's just ridiculous. Like, I should be able to put a game in and play it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I, if imagine your favorite game, a game that is like comfort food for, for you, fuck's sake. Um, is gone and you can't play it unless you play against a computer. So, Spellforce Three is being held as as good as those games, and I bought it right away. And I have been playing around with it um, on console, I, I, on the console, on, on okay. the Xbox. Nice. Uh, it has great frame rate, high detail. Uh, um, I think the controls are, I think they're fine. Um, they're, it's pretty similar to the Lord of the Rings game. Um, some things are just a little bit different, so I don't know if it's just me wanting it to be like the Lord of the Rings game and it's not because it's so similar or it's just me just, I just got to learn these new controls. But other than that, uh, I'm liking it. And what's cool about it is it takes elements of Diablo with like the character that you play in Diablo, like you're picking up, I don't know, inventory and stuff like that. And if you play those Lord of the Rings games, you could have Gandalf, you could have Aragorn, you could have, like, all these cool bosses, um, Saruman and all that stuff. But 
as you play with those heroes, they would get stronger and stronger, and they would have more powers. So in this game, same thing's going on. They're getting more and more powers, but you can also give them equipment. Like as you play Diablo, you swap things in and out. So I like that. I think um, you can make your own heroes, and there's this whole level of heroes that I haven't figured out yet. Um, so six single-player campaign? Is that what you're playing through? It's a single-player campaign. I think it might have co-op. I'm not sure. Um, and then there's online. I haven't done online yet. I'm, all, I'm still just playing against the computer because I'm still trying to figure this game out. Um, but yeah, if you like real, uh, real-time strategy games, um, it takes place. Oh, <laughs> it takes place in the you know kind of a fantasy world, castles and knights and all that stuff. It's, its own. But, it's not based on anything though. It's its own kind of IP. I think so. I mean, honestly, I don't know anything about this Spellforce franchise at all. But this is the third one. Um, I'll say one thing. <laughs> so you guys know me. Yeah. You know that I don't like The Witcher. Nope. <laughs> I want to like The Witcher. I'll play The Witcher. I just can't listen to The Witcher. I can't stand the main protagonist's voice. Geralt's voice is annoying. The TV show comes out, and he sounds just like the TV character. I'm like, it's a dumb voice. I can't stand it. Just personal opinion. I can't stand it. It's hard to get in something when you don't like the main character. So what happens when I play, play this game and I'm playing like the, the tutorial? The main character is that actor. And it's the same fucking voice. The thing is, like, that's weird. It's like, <laughs> isn't the whole point of The Witcher is that he has a weird voice? But it's just like this no- this guy's normal voice. Dark and gravelly. He talks like this. And it's just like, <laughs> he just sounds weird. Oh, yes. I talk like this for no reason. Stupid. Just lame. Well, Anyways, he's in it. It's his thing. Uh, other than that, you might, if you actually like The Witcher, you'd probably be like, oh, that's a great selling point. Henry Cavill isn't playing The Witcher anymore, sadly. It's going that's to, not good news. It's going to a Hemsworth. Well, good news for Brandon, I guess. But we get to see no, here Hemsworth. No, he's going to do the same he's, dumb Hemsworth voice. do the same probably voice, do. yeah. Yeah, Can't exactly. Wait. I don't like when they switch I don't like when a system series. It's yeah, kind of, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like recasting, especially on the main character. In for a penny, like, in for a pound. You know? If you're going to do yeah. the game, you're going to do the game. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. But that was my uh, review so far of of spell S- spell force three. three, reforced. Yep, reforced. Oh, yeah, I think colon. It's like an enhanced version, but it looks good. That's I got it for nice. forty bucks. Wasn't on sale. I just started bought it. I am liking it. But if you see it on sale, I think I think it's definitely worth it because there's a lot it throws at you. Support your developers. Nice. All right, um, Eric. You got anything else over there? I got yeah, I got another thing. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been I a little while ago I was in an anime mood and Aww. I was looking around. There's been a couple of anime that I've been wanting to watch lately, but the one that I landed on was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's the new Cyberpunk anime that came to Netflix recently. <coughs> and I've been talking about it in the Discord, trying to get you guys to watch it because oh, it I is will. fucking awesome is it like i'm not i don't want to spoil anything but it's a cyberpunk anime obviously but it does it tie into the game at all or it's just built in that universe it's set in night city um so it's the yeah cyberpunk 2077 universe and there is some references i i mean i didn't finish cyberpunk i still have to uh go back to the game but no the main character's name is david and he's like a a cool guy high school kid nice. uh like high school dropout um cool. but it's it's good i really don't want to give too much away but this it was uh 
created by Studio Trigger, which I hadn't watched too much of their other stuff before, but they did a couple of those Star Wars Visions episodes. Oh, sweet. Um, okay. Which were some of the better ones. And, like, the animation is just incredible. Uh, looks, It's beautiful to look at. And it really did make me want to go back and play the game just because I think they recreated the world in Night City. Apparently a uh, lot of people did, dude, because it's like yeah. super popular right now. They saw a huge uptick in cyberpunk players after the anime came out. Um, but, the but there anime, was an update yeah. with the game that came with it. So that's it, true, too. It's, just, it's really smart. Like that's good how timing. You gotta get, yeah. Good marketing. They yeah. finally smoothed out a lot of those rough edges in cyberpunk. You're still going to get like that Skyrim open world jank of weird stuff happening but at least it's not crashing at least it's loading well i think it's yeah series x it's performing way better on i was gonna say next gen the next gen update definitely helped a lot i mean i got into it a little bit played uh, a decent amount of it but i still gotta go back but this show made me want to go back even more um like i said i, I really don't even want to give away any plot details i j- just would say go and watch it like the finale of the show it's 10 episodes and they're each you know anime they're like 20 minute episodes so they go really quick and you know i watched this over the course of a couple nights like i watched like two three at a time over the course of a couple weeks you know like there's a few nights where i was just like okay i feel like watching this and it was it was a ride man like i don't the way they ended it um i don't know if they'll i mean they could they could bring it back uh with a different you know, I I I I'm already giving you too much away. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil way anything. too much, my friend. I don't want to spoil anything. But All right, uh, so you highly recommend it. it. It's on Netflix. I highly too, recommend right? it. It's okay. on Netflix. Yep, Cyberpunk okay. Edge Runners. Did, and, and, since, uh, did Netflix help make it? Like, were, was it one of their productions or no? Uh, they no, they didn't help produce. Yeah, it? I think. Yeah, I think uh, CD Projekt just must have teamed up with Netflix because um, it's. The anim- animators, it's created by Studio Trigger and published by CD Projekt Red. Okay. So, um, and they, I'm assuming they just worked with Netflix to get it on there. But really, really good. Uh, watch it. And I know Eric's Anime Corner, if you've been a longtime listener, has been on hiatus for a while. But <coughs> I will probably make another episode just talking about this show because I feel like I need to dig into the gritty. I need to talk about it. need to dig into it. Yeah. So nice. Be on the lookout for that. Cool. That sounds fun. Um, I got a couple random little ones that I want to bring up. Um, finished Resident Evil 2. Like, that game is so good, but story in some of those games are kind of wackadoodle. Like, I, it's Resident Evil. The story yeah, is always weird. The gameplay seems to be, like, the main draw there, but I finished it up and, like, the the story wrapped up in, like, a 30-second cutscene. I was like, what the fuck is this? But... I was already so close to the ending that I was kind of out of it, but you got to go back and start another playthrough and turn on all of like the uh, the mods, like the unlimited ammo and like the uh, get the good guns from the start. Uh, it makes it it makes it a lot more fun. Well, it's like kind of action game. Cool, because you play. A, I think it was what is it? Lee, not Leon. It's I forget who the guy's name. Yeah, Leon. Is it Claire. Leon? Leon and Claire. Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's like second playthrough. So there's Leon first playthrough and then second playthrough and then you have claire and then claire's second playthrough so it, i think yep as you're playing through there's multiple i'm assuming they move items around they move enemies around they do it's a lot not of that too different juggling I, I i started a second playthrough of it and I, I didn't finish it but yeah there's some very light story beats that are different and some different 
items. Yeah, like you said, but mostly it's it's pretty much the same. They should make an action version of those games so I could play. Because, like, I don't want to play because they're so scary. But if I had, like, armor on and a machine gun, and I could at least just, like, walk through and experience the story in some capacity. Unlimited ammo would make me. it way less scary. I was, I was going to say, you could turn all the, all the, the mods on. Um, and just have, have unlimited ammo. And all these Resident Evil games are doing. They're, they're I know in two in the two remake they have that. Um, but I know in Resident Evil Eight as well. Like once you beat it, you can go back through, and you can do like a a mode where you have like unlimited ammo and the good guns from the start and everything. So I know they have been doing that. I think that's like your reward for beating the scary game. So you can go back oh. through and just start mowing all it's these. It's like when Nintendo has like a kid version of the controls, like auto steer, <laughs> yep. you know that for their games. Like, give me that, but for horror games, like, like don't make it brighter, but you know, it's just whatever you can do to make it less scary. And give I think, you a like, line to follow, so you don't have to go wandering around looking for stuff. Or yeah, yeah, That'd I don't nice. know. Hmm. I can't play those games, but I want to, man. I. They Resident are... Evil 2 Remake looked really good. Yeah. And 8 looked really good. Mm-hmm. But they've got that can't... they've got that system down. They've got it tied it up nicely. So and they're like look, always on sale so fancy. for a good deal. And I'm like, oh, 20 bucks for like this game or 30 bucks for all of these games. It's just like it was 20 bucks for two and three remakes. I don't know if that right. sale is still going on, but that was a Halloween sale that they were having. So Um That was just a little side one. Some Castlevania, Lords of Shadow. If everybody if anybody likes god of war or third person games just yeah, grab yourself a castlevania lords of shadow it's got patrick stewart in it yeah. doing narrations and he's a voice in the game it's it's a good game it's got that third person character action if you like the series that that's probably the one of the best ones but the real one that got me this month it's called despots game it got added to game pass i had never heard of it before it was it had pixel graphics so i'm always kind of interested in something like that but this one is how do you a spell it? D e s p o t. Okay, yeah. Yes. Despot. I had to Google it to see how to pronounce it right. Um, so it sounds like a jack wagon, but I just told everybody that, so I'm still a jack wagon. Um, <laughs> it's essentially like a it's a roguelike tactics army battler. That's what they're calling it. So um, you guys have played like um, Smash TV where you have like the screen and then you kind of can go like up or down or left or right. Kind of like this, yeah. like the sure. Zelda dungeon levels like that. So you essentially have humans and all the humans are kind of like just generic. And then you they get a class when you, you know, buy something from the store. You buy a shield and you give it to a guy. Then they're a shield dude from now on. And if you buy a sword, then they're a sword person. But it's essentially like an auto battler where you'll walk into a room and you'll see spots where the enemies are going to come and you position your guys and move them around, put the shield guys up front, put your ranged guys in back, that kind of stuff. And you just press a button and everything goes. You don't have to actually do anything. It just kind of auto battles for you. And you're essentially battle or you're balancing how many humans you have because you have, you know, they're eating food every time you move They're You know, if you have five humans, they're eating five food and every level Every room that you go through, you'll either get, like, you can buy more humans and um, class items or whatever, or you can buy food. And essentially, you're going through, you know, a little um, kind of roguelike, I don't know, they're pretty small levels. And then you go down to the next level, and eventually you just keep going and going until, you know, you start with four guys, and then 
you get down a couple levels and you might have like 15 to 20 dudes and you hit you get into a room and you hit y and just fucking chaos just ensues and there's just dudes running everywhere and smashing and guys are dying and you know when they die you can pick up their stuff buy a new human and then you know just put that stuff back on them so the humans are kind of dispensable where you can just get a new one it's it's the class pieces that you have but if you have like um three of a specific class you get a little bonus so if you have like three shield guys you can get a shield bonus if you have three you know three range guys but they'll have to if you have those classes they get stronger essentially and it's kind of um yeah it's a balance between food and how many guys you have you can also eat your own people if you're running out of food <laughs> which gets, oh, shit. It gets kind of nasty but um and then you're getting like mutations and you're leveling up as you're going down through these levels you're getting I don't, I don't forget what the currency is called coins of some kind and you, you're either using those coins to buy like mutations that apply to everybody or you're using those coins to buy more humans and more classes and more humans and more classes and you're just basically building up your little army i'm gonna have to try this it's cool i'm looking at the it's artwork got... and i always wanted to i've been hovering over downloading it but hearing you talk about it, it sounds way more fun the artwork though is so cool I it's love really this smooth super detailed um, pixelated game yeah, it's developed by Confa Games, um, published okay. by Tiny Build, which they seem like they're both quite indie. I don't know if I know anything else by Confa Games, but um, yeah, it's cool. It's got a nice little, uh, like a, not techno-y, but it's got, you know, like ambient music that kind of just sucks you in. And once you get into a groove, you're, it's a thing where you're just like, oh, it's an hour and a half later and I've been going on this one run for the last hour so. Okay. It gets you get in Sweet. there and once you get a couple levels down, um it gets it gets pretty intense pretty quickly, but then you know, you're it's kind of got that thing where, you know, you get to a certain boss, you die or whatever. When you come back you can change your different starting party or you can change like um their starting equipment and stuff like that. So it's kinda of got that um got that replayability to it where you can jump back in and do another run. It's got that it's got that one more run pull, but runs are runs are kind of long so you kind of you get one run in it's usually as far as i get in a day but that one's pretty cool it's got some pretty solid reviews on steam it's only 20 bucks on steam so and it just came out at the end of september so it's a new one too so uh recommend despot's game if you guys are looking for something a little side little side taste breaker to uh fit in between games or if you only got a little bit to play at a night you don't want to dive into like a long rpg or something like that it's a good it's a good taste breaker uh what cool. else do we got for you guys do you guys got anything else we're running not really running a little other long than here. i just wanted to mention hot d finale no spoilers no but don't go too far i got no couple. spoilers at all but uh brandon and i both have finished hot D and the it's great for people great for other other people. It's house of the dragon game of Thrones. It's hot D we, we like to call it <laughs> hot D. So, uh, cool. but yeah, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised with how this entire season turned out. Like at the beginning, I was like, why do we need this, you know, prequel game of Thrones with the way game of Thrones ended? It was kind of less left a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And we're like, well, it's a, wasn't sure about it at the beginning, but it's a change how it's just following the one family. 
But one of the big things that I noticed that I, I appreciate of this new series is the the main character well one of the main characters i would say is is probably the main character is Rhaenyra's, right yeah Rhaenyra's, yeah Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra Tar- yeah. Targaryen um and i think George R R Martin may have written her better the tv show has done a better job with her than i think they did with Daenerys um looking at like this show and like man if they put this much development into her cuz she is a badass so, mm-hmm. but she earns it. She had a whole season to grow, you know, because you know there's time jumps in this season. So or that first season, so we, we kind of had time jumps, I guess, with Game of Thrones. But they never changed the actress. But still, like, I I feel like a lot of us weren't really convinced about Daenerys's actions in the last season. You know, and I feel like that's because we didn't have enough time, maybe not enough character development for her to just switch like that, where we spent more time with Rhaenyra, you know, and I I can see her, her decisions when they they happen, they make sense. Like when it fucking ends, I'm like, what is she going to fucking do? And that's how you end the season. So I didn't give anything away, but I just want to make a comment that they did a really good job with the the main uh, character. Nice. This this mm-hmm. Targaryen specifically. Yeah, and like Dave said, it focuses on this this one family and their you know everything that they're doing and they're going through, and it's really is the uh, Game of Thrones throughout this yeah. entire season. I did uh I did watch an episode, just one, but it was weird as hell, and I think I'm gonna go back for more. I I watched this show called Mr. Pickles. <laughs> the fuck! I've never heard of this. I dude, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so batshit crazy. It's a cartoon show, and Mr. Pickles is the dog. And <laughs> it's an adult Dude, cartoon, I, I'm assuming. This is it like is a an Rick and Morty cartoon. Adult okay. cartoon. <laughs> yeah, and this kid wants to like impress like this farmer's neighbor, like the the kid that owns the dog, like the family. Well, I don't know. They're all crazy, but the boy is like ten years old, and he's innocent stuff like that he, he has a crush on the neighbor like the farmer like the farmer's daughter and uh somebody tells him like you're gonna have to get a job to impress her you know to earn some money so he's talking to some guy about i need to get a job to impress to impress this girl so this guy's like i know what job to give you so he gives him a boob job so this little boy <laughs> has massive boobs <laughs> and he becomes what like a strip tripper or something like that and dude it is outrageous this is the first episode this is the first episode <laughs> it's like rick and morty level of absurdity hmm. so hmm. but but more like vulgar and extreme you know so uh but at the end i'm like that was just so wild i i, I did chuckle at some scenes you know and uh, i'll watch more but yeah mr pickles on hbo hmm. an unknown. i watched a lot of classy stuff because i also think i watched an episode of uh Trailer Park Boys, and I'm like, <laughs> just dumb humor. I don't know. Maybe because of all the dark stuff we've been watching for the show lately. It's a taste breaker. It certainly Sometimes happens. you need to throw one in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Nice. All right. You guys all set? Yep. All right. Yeah. Eric, why don't you, Wrap it up. Why don't you hit us with the socials and let's get out of here. All right. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us 
at nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. You can join our Discord at the nomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord if you want to chat with us in there. Uh, but other than that, that's all we got for you this month. We will see you next month. And so travel nomads. Meow, 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 meow.